السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله Reflecting and making tadabbur on the Quran there's a common misconception a common mistake that many of us make and understanding the ayah mentioned by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and this is going to be our first tadabbur here today, inshallah ta'ala, reflecting on this ayah and what came before in Surah uh, Al-Furqan. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَقَالَ الرَّسُولُ يَا رَبِّي إِنَّ قَوْمِ اتَّخَذُوا هَذَا الْقُرْآنِ مَهْجُورًا That the Prophet, the Messenger said, Oh my Lord, the people have taken this Quran mahjura, meaning they have abandoned it. They have abandoned the Quran. And right away, when you reflect and contemplate on this verse, what is the apparent meaning? The apparent meaning of this is that they have abandoned reading the Qur'an. And that is correct. That is one of the meanings of making hajr of the Qur'an. But what falls under that category as well? Imam Ibn Kathir mentioned in his tafsir of this ayah, he said, He said that leaving the tadabbur, the reflecting, the contemplating, and the, and the understanding, and uh, the understanding, he said, these are also from forms of making hajr of the Quran. So when we do not take out time, not just to read the Quran, because we focus so much in Ramadan and others about the importance of reading the Quran, that we tend to forget that we tend to forget that or not realize that under this category also falls the issue of contemplation reflecting tadabbur and the tafsir the understanding we must take out the time to understand the quran and imam ibn qayyim he mentioned five different types from them we mentioned and even making uh, seeking seeking shifa from the quran it's a form of of, of, of hijran and uh, of abandoning the Quran and also even ruling by the laws of the Quran also those who do not do that that's a form of hijran of abandoning the Quran as well when you look into the Quran and I remember I, I gathered with some brothers in Kuwait we had a, a majlis a, a circle of tadabbur and it was one of the things that I noticed because during that time I was um, studying Surah Al-Baqarah and in Surah Al-Baqarah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions when you come to the ayat when Allah starts to talk about the different ahkam the different fiqh rulings something very interesting which I I, I started noticing as I was revising because I was I was learning and I was rememorizing I, I memorized for the book a very long time ago but just making sure that my hib was strong in it I was revising it and memorizing and studying at the same time and I noticed subhanallah that when these ayat of ahkam come the ahkam mean different Fiqh rulings and, and what have you. When they came then, like in the middle, towards the middle of the surah, starting like from verse 177 onwards, uh, or more than in the middle, but the endings of these verses, they all have a similar ending, a similar thing in common. And that's the form of tadabbur. We talk about, and can I make this tadabbur? Even if you don't have all of the knowledge of tafsir or of the Arabic language, if you just stop and reflect on this, like I'm, I'm, I'm going to mention to you now, 
you're gonna notice subhanallah that's deep i mean and you start to reflect and ask yourself why 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 are these verses so similar so look for example and if you want to open up surah al-baqarah with us to, to follow along verse 177 when allah talks about al-bir and all of the different amal the the acts and the characteristics of al-bir and al-bir is all forms of good that's mentioned in this verse a very long verse in surah al-baqarah allah said at the end that these individuals are the muttaqun. They're the pious ones. They're the ones who have established the taqwa in their lives. Then when you go to verse 179, which comes later when Allah talks about al-qisas, meaning the death penalty. Allah says at the end of the verse, he talks about 178 and 179. At the end of 179, that perhaps you will obtain the taqwa, the piety. Similarly, when you go to the wasiyah about the issue of inheritance in verse 180, which comes after, Allah says, that it's a duty of the muttaqeen, of the righteous, of the ones who have taqwa. So you see now the similarity, what's being mentioned in each one of these verses. Taqwa, the issue of taqwa. And then you come to verse 183, which is talking about the siyam, the fasting. And it says, that perhaps you would obtain the taqwa. This is the main objective mentioned by Allah in the fasting. And then you go to verse 187, which is the last verse talking about the verses of fasting in Surah Al-Baqarah, when Allah said, that perhaps that they will obtain uh, taqwa. So once again, it ends with the same thing with his taqwa. When Allah talks about Al-Ahilla in verse 189, um, the, the, the moon sighting and the benefits of the moon sighting, what it's for, Allah mentioned at the end of the verse, taqullah, and have the taqwa of Allah. Perhaps you will be successful. And then if you go to the issue um, of what comes in, in verse 194 about fighting during the Shahan al-Haram, during the sacred months, also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala finishes the verse with And fear Allah and know that Allah is with the truth ones. And look, each time it's coming, each one of these verses, it's coming with taqwa, taqwa, taqwa. Also, if you look at verses 196, 197, when Allah is talking about the hajj, also you have the issue of taqwa. Look at verse 231. Uh, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about the talaq, about divorce, also it finishes with taqwa. So why does each one of these verses, all these different ahkam, these different rulings that are coming, uh, these rulings in, in fiqh and jurisprudence, when they're coming here in Surah Al-Baqarah, one after the other, one after another, different time, we're, we're talking about uh, the, the bir in, 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 in the first verse in 177 with all of these actions mentioned inside of them. And then you're talking about uh, the death penalty. Then you're talking about fasting. Then you're talking about the hajj. All of these things being mentioned. And all of the verses are ending with what? They're ending with taqwa. So here's the tadabbur now. Now we have to stop and reflect and ask ourselves why. What is the objective? Why is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ending all of these verses with taqwa? This is, this is the reflection that comes. What is taqwa? What is the meaning of taqwa? Taqwa, different narrations given by the scholars. All of them come back to, to and, and complete with each other. One of the main ones is doing that what you were ordered to do and stay away from that what you were told to stay away from. Another narration is putting a wiqaya, a barrier between yourself and between the punishment of Allah. So establishing the taqwa in your life is going to help you establish these ahkam, these rulings, these sent down by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How am I going to be able to do that which is haram, uh, do that which is halal, to do that which is wajib, 
do that which is compulsory. I've been ordered to do this. Only take from halal. Do what, you, what, what I've been ordered to do. I've been ordered to refrain and stay away from that which is haram. That's not permissible for me. How am I going to do that? How am I going to accomplish that? What's going to help me put that barrier between myself and the punishment of Allah? It's with the taqwa. If you don't have taqwa, you're not going to be able to implement these things mentioned in the verse. All of these ahkam, it becomes easy for you when you have taqwa. But if you don't have taqwa, it's going to be difficult. You're not going to be able to fulfill your duties. That's why each one of these verses is finished with the issue of a taqwa. This is the tadabra we, 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 want to, we want to reach and to reflect on. And like we said, you don't have to be a scholar. You don't have to be a student of knowledge. Just a regular Muslim can sit down and reflect on this because the Quran is sent down as a book of guidance, as, as huda. How are we going to benefit from that guidance? We say, oh, well, we can't understand it. We can't, make, we can't reflect on it. Allah said that the locks are on the heart of the ones the ones who do not reflect on the Quran. Do they not reflect on the Quran? Why? Do not reflect on the Quran because the hearts have the hearts been, been, been locked with the locks. This, this is the reality of so many of us. How do we unlock these, the, the, these locks? By making the tabur, by reflecting. This is, the, this is the true beauty of the Quran. Wallahi. And he, the recitation in itself, like I always mention, before I retired from teaching, I thought sometimes the kids, uh, they're going to drive me crazy. I'm teaching a bunch of kids, some of them, you know, rich kids, spoiled kids. You know, annoying, you know. It's not like the old days when they step out of line, you got the stick and you put them back in line. You can't do that in modern education nowadays. You have to control the class. You have to be prepared. You have to... It, 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 teaching is tough. I have a lot of respect for teachers, you know. And that's why I retired before uh, the age of 40 from being a full-time teacher. I didn't think I would make it to, to, to be 60. Allah Akbar. It's a tough occupation, but obviously the good and the, the blessings that come from it, that's something else. Alhamdulillah, no doubt it's a great job to have. Alhamdulillah, we're still educated, we're still teachers, but you know, we teach those who want to learn now, not, not the ones who are, are forced to go to the classroom. But it was a very tough time. But what did I find, how, what made it easy for me? Well, like the Quran. If it wasn't for the Quran, I think I would have went mad, you know? But as soon as I would go to the teacher's room, I would open up the Quran, read a couple of pages, uh, a couple of verses. Maybe one page, and alhamdulillah, all of the you know the, the stress and the difficulty I would find, it was gone from me. Alhamdulillah, because that's what the Quran does for us. It gives us that that that, that relaxation. Just, that's just reading it and hearing it. So what about when I add to that? I add to that understanding the Quran. I know the tafsir. I understand what Allah wants from me in this verse. And then I contemplate. And that's also from the forms of what? The forms of tadabbur. That's also from the forms of tadabbur. When I sit and I, and, I, and, I, and I ask myself, and I go through the Quran like a student at the time of the exam, and I'm taking my notes. Because this is the difference we're talking about the recitation of the Quran whether in Ramadan, outside of Ramadan, Ramadan's different. We want to get more ajr and more reward, so we increase the recitation. Yes. And like many of the uh, the scholars, uh, I've heard them say, you should have a khatma, a different, diff different types of khatma, different types of recitations that you make. So for example, if I'm a hafiz, or even if I just memorized five jizus or 10 jizus or three jizus, whatever it might be of the Quran, that now becomes a wajib upon me, meaning I have to read that. 
and this type of recitation this re revision this muraja'ah it might be a bit quick so i'm going to read through that as, as fast as i can as quick as i can right but when it comes to and then for example let's say if, if i put a goal for myself that i want to be from those who finish the quran at least once a month the salaf you know they said this is, this, is, this is the minimum subhanallah now for us it's usually only in ramadan that we do it unfortunately but this should be something that's done all throughout the year where we what we memorize the quran and we, we finish the quran at least once a month so if that's my objective so number number one i do my what i, I revise what i memorize number two i'm going to what have something that i'm going to finish the quran each month on top of that i need to have another one which is tadabbur reflecting how many times is that going to be don't worry about that it might take you a year it might take you two three years to finish all of these things don't worry about that don't worry about how long it takes you to finish that. that's not important what's important is that you have that time where you sit down with the book of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you reflect and you contemplate like we said one of the one of the ways is that we go and we see what 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 does allah want from us why did Allah mention this? Now we're fasting. Why did Allah mention in the verse in 183 in Surah Al Baqarah? Why did He mention the fact that fasting was prescribed for us? Ya amanu kutiba alaykum Oh, you have believed fasting has been prescribed for you. Kama kutiba min qablikum. As it was prescribed for those who were before you. So now this is a tadabbur reflect why did Allah mention that it was prescribed for the past nations as well there's an objective there's a hikmah behind this Allah is not just mentioning it it's not a historical fact it's not the objective of the ayah so why is Allah mentioning this this is my tadabbur perhaps that you obtain taqwa why is Allah mentioning the issue of taqwa out of all of the objectives of fasting, there's many objectives, but the one that's mentioned here in the Quran is establishing the taqwa in our lives. Why this? What is the relationship between fasting the month of Ramadan and between taqwa? And like I said, as my profession, for many years, I was a full-time teacher. So now this means what? This is homework for you guys now, huh? You have to reflect on it, inshallah ta'ala. Answer inshallah in the comments below. And inshallah ta'ala tomorrow and our next majlis, inshallah, we, we, we come together tomorrow, inshallah ta'ala. At the same time, we're going to answer that question. And we're going to go deeper, inshallah, into different ayat, making to dabbur, reflecting on their meanings, inshallah, and pondering on the meanings together, inshallah ta'ala. Until then, Allah knows best. Allahu alam wa sallahu wa sallam wa barakatuh. Muhammad wa jazakum Allahu khairan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.